The following podcast is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, Riskers, and welcome to a bonus episode. What we've got today is a very important call-in from Andy Goodman from Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks. It's important because of the impact that it had on me. And so what I want to do is I'm going to share his call-in, my initial response, his response back, and then try and make some further response. I think the first stage of that further response was something I recorded for the DM Diary uh, just this morning. So I'm going to share a clip of that, and then I'm going to talk a little bit more about what Andy's saying and why it is so important to me. Now, I have to say up front, first of all, I know there are plenty of listeners who don't like call-ins. Um, I know there are also plenty of listeners who don't like when I talk about me and my anxieties that I'm currently struggling with. So for that, I'm, I'm going to be unapologetic, but I am just going to tell you that obviously this is bound up tightly with this uh, response to Andy. So if you don't like me talking about the downer stuff or, you know, kind of talking very openly about mental health issues then it's probably not the show for you so without any further ado let's get into this bonus where Andy actually points out something really interesting and which leads me to a really important question am I stuck in a loop hi Che Andy Goodman from Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks here and your friend happy boxing day I hope you've had a good Christmas We've had as as good a one as uh, is possible in the circumstances. It's sad. We haven't been able to see our families back in England. Um, But, well, we've made the most of it. So, listen, um, your new season sounds promising, sounds interesting. But can I be really honest with you and make a point as a friend and, more importantly, as as a listener, as someone that... Um, has listened to all of your episodes, some more than once. I think you are stuck, man, in a repeat pattern that I've heard probably half a dozen times, if not more, over the two years. And and no, it's not the pattern of you starting a game system and then being all in it and then moving on to the next thing. I think that's normal. <laughs> Not that what you're doing is, isn't normal, but what I mean is I think that's what a lot of people do. I think what you're doing is something kind of almost unique. As you say, you are a unique thinker, but I think this might be the source of some of your issues. Now, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze you here, but at least six times, maybe more, you have done a, I suppose, let's call it a great reset a reframing of what you want from gaming. But each time, it's kind of the same. Even though you may not think it is, to the listener, it sounds like you're actually restating the same thing um, as your new thing. Uh, This idea that you want to get back to some kind of purity of gaming, it's, it's been there kind of from the beginning. And... I don't think that in itself is the issue. That's a great thing to want. But I think the fact that you put so much weight on it that you need to call it out as this grand new thing, I think that might be getting in your way of ever achieving it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of my rear end. But I think 
you put too much importance on this thing that you're trying to do. I think if you just let go and didn't try to define it, didn't try to declare it, it might be a bit easier. I don't know, just my thoughts. Um, I hope you can take something positive from this because what you're trying to do is great, really great. See you, man. Hey, Andy. Thanks so much for calling in. It was uh, interesting. And um, this is a good thing. It triggered some anxiety for me. Now, this is a good thing because I actually think that I'm learning to spot those moments. And of course, what I'm learning to do as well is to start analysing those moments. What is that? What is that? Why is there anxiety there? What is feeling threatened? So your message was, first of all, the first reaction was, it's kind of ambiguous. I'm not really entirely sure what exactly you were referring to when you said this idea of returning to a sort of purity in gaming. I think that was the phrase, something like that. And I didn't really know what you meant. Um, so I guess what I'm doing is I'm first of all calling to ask, can you clarify what you mean by that so I can kind of understand it? Because that would be really, really great starting point. But what I think you might be referring to is the the sense I have within me of this kind of the potential of role-playing games, uh, what they could be and how far away from that what I experience is. As if I, I guess in my head, what I've been thinking about this over the last few minutes, you know, an hour or so since you called. And it's kind of like almost that like there's a platonic ideal of gaming in my mind that um, I think, you know, is a clue to me. It's really useful to me because... Uh, there is obviously some kind of belief that I hold about role-playing that is almost by stealth underneath everything else and kind of needs, first of all, unearthing. It's like digging out the great kind of lost Rosetta Stone or something, you know, like to unearth that and uncover it. And then, of course, to sort of try and unpick it and challenge it because, you know, beliefs, you know, they, they deserve to be challenged. The third thing that really made me feel kind of threatened, I guess, you know, in a good way, by the way, because I don't think a few months ago I would have been able to handle it, but I'm at a point where, you know, I'm analysing this, right? But I felt threatened by the idea that I should give up something that's important to me, precious to me, you know, like, um, and then I suddenly felt a bit like Gollum. Um, and and that's that's where the worry was, like, oh, am I like Gollum? Am I some guy holding on to the one ring as if, you know, it's, you know, because it's my precious and actually imperceptibly it's destroying me. And, um, am I somehow withering away as a, you know, into this horrible monstrous beast that will ultimately, you know, kind of destroy itself in Mount Doom. Um, yeah, call that catastrophizing, I think. So that's fun anyway, but that was the, the fear, you know, and, um, I just don't really know, you know, so these messages are me reaching out because actually what warriors do is they don't act, okay? And and I needed to act, I needed to do something. So the best thing I can do in a social interaction is actually reach out and ask for clarity. You know, what is it? Is any of what I've just said true? Is it something else? Um, I don't know. And maybe even you don't really know. I don't know. <laughs> so much ambiguity here. And, and you can hear, I'm sure, the anxiety in my voice. But it's fine. It is good for us to challenge, you know, our thinking, right? And, and, and I really appreciate you reaching out. Because I think it takes courage to reach out to a friend 
and say something uncomfortable. And I'm really appreciative of that, you know. Um, so I hope that you're having a great Christmas. It's Boxing Day, after all, in the evening and here. And, I, and we've had a, a mellow time and I, I'm really grateful. And um, I just wish you all the best. And I hope maybe you can help me understand. Game on. So, Che, it's... Um... Thanks for the messages back. And uh, firstly, I, I'm sorry if I did cause your anxiety, but um, I guess from what you're saying, it, it was a positive thing. So in a roundabout way, um, I suppose that's a good thing. It, it's, it's interesting that you you hit on that word purity because that was the word that I couldn't quite figure out what I was trying to say. <laughs> so I... I, I, I I guess I do mean, in a way, what I mean is your perfect game. It's not something objective. It's something purely for you and purely for anyone that, that runs games. It's what is the, their purest form of gaming for them. What form, what shape does that take? That's really what I meant by that. And I don't think that was really the point. Or maybe it wasn't the point. So, the point is... And... Um, I don't know whether this will be meaningful or relevant or even worthwhile or even wanted by you. But the point I was trying to make was I've, I think that I am hearing in you almost a self-sabotaging thread in, in the things that you talk about. And that manifests as your, as your great resets, as your, as your, okay, now I've got it. And then two months later that's been thrown away and it's now I've got it and and I think that the need to have it all figured out I think is what's inhibiting you from from running and, and playing and, and being your 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 ideal running your ideal game so as I said I'm no psychologist <laughs> you know, you know yourself far better than anyone else can. You you will know whether this this is relevant or not. Um, but I think I, I think that you, you you can get there, and you it's it's like you know where the target is, but you keep losing sight of it, and you keep having to re- reorientate your aim. So yeah, uh, if this is of any help to you then by all means take it on board and if not throw it in the bin because to be honest in the end you will be the one that knows I guess when you're on the right track when you've got the right target in your sights Um, and you'll get there you're a smart enough guy you're a great gamer and a great GM and, and you'll get there I have faith in you So those were the call-ins. That was the messages from Andy, my response to Andy's messages and his reply back. Listening to them again now, I'm aware that the emphasis in his callback there was on this self-sabotage, which I don't think I'd really quite yet picked up on uh, when I was starting to think about it. But 
I record a little bit for the Dungeon Master's Diary and I wanted to take an excerpt of that. This is from a forthcoming episode, episode 61, so even the patrons haven't heard this, in which I was just discussing the, you know, the, the call-in and how it relates to some of my understanding about how I work and how I think, which is a little different. And I did want to share that before I take a further response. Of course, I don't know whether this is actually useful or whether it's just a bit of rationalization on my part. Let's have a listen. You perhaps are better able to decide than I am. So hearing um, Andy Goodman's call yesterday and uh, his reply as well, which was um, kind of more helpful, help clarify where he was coming from. Um, this morning I, I made some notes because he's picking up on this issue of me being, quote, stuck in a loop. And I don't know, actually, that stuck is the right word. So... I've spoken in episode, I think it was in episode one, I've spoken about this before, about being a scanner, uh, Barbara Scherer's word for people who uh, learn very, very quickly and whom have different sort of, uh, well, on the one hand, needs and be- and secondly, kind of mental habits to most people. Um, and within her book, um, I also kind of see myself very much in a cyclical uh, scanner mode there are, there are some there are ser- sort of serial people who go through things they kind of go through something delve into it until they've got what they need from it and then they kind of completely move on and never go back to that thing I'm not like that I, I am cyclical I come back to the same kind of things and within role-playing um, there's definitely like this series of things and I started to try and write down some of the areas of focus or interest if you like that I, I cycle through and um, they're well I got to 16 before I sort of ran out of time. Um, so a lot, I guess, is the thing. I thought I would just briefly run through them. Um, so I guess uh, Andy was talking about um, this kind of desire for the the perfect. He's he's talking a lot about the, the, the idea that I'm seeking some kind of perfect, um, or as he put it, um, a purity of game. Um, and I keep coming back to this idea. Um, I think that's actually bound up in a number of things and um, perhaps most closely associated with what I wrote down as the 15th thing on my on my list of 16 things, which was um, gaming as kind of other world immersion, which I think that, uh, you know, sort of um, almost like a dreamlike quality of play where you're in character and um, in an amazingly engaging world, you know, through the eyes and perceptions of your character and actually the that is you know a sort of a heightened if you like experience of, of role-playing that I think is perhaps the thing I most desire um certainly to experience when I play I, I never get there as a player with anyone else's game uh, I, I think perhaps because that's just not anyone else's goal you know um or at least the people I know and have been gaming with it's not their goal um but it's certainly what I try to provide as a GM, but actually, weirdly, I can't experience that state as a GM because you're providing it for others. You know, it, it, there is a very different experience of, of running that kind of game. So I think I'm, I'm on a search for that, definitely. But And he sees that as sort of, you know, this restatement of coming back to, like, some kind of purity in gaming as, as a kind of a loop that I'm stuck in and maybe I should give up on, I guess. Um but actually, it's bound up with a number of different things. I think that um, there are many like different areas of focus that I kind of, I sort of cycle through. Um, I think I kind of, it's, I put it as in my book here is a sort of plates I keep spinning. They're 
there, there are elements that I'm trying to keep up in the air and I kind of focus on for a little bit and then I'll I'll need to go and like focus on one of the others to keep them spinning and, and they're all up there. Um, if you like, the another way of looking at it is a cycle I return through, but not necessarily in a cyclical, same-ordered fashion. It, it And I can go to any one of these any time. So it's as... I like that's why I like the plate spinning idea analogy because it's kind of like as one loses a bit of momentum, um, I'll spin it back up for a bit, you know, and um, and there are loads of them. So, right now, I mean, for example, in the last few days, because of the elusive shift by John Peterson, it's reinvigorated my uh, interest in ancient D and D. What I call ancient D and D, nineteen seventy four D and D, and through to about nineteen eighty, and its evolution in that period. Um, fascinating. And so that's where I'm at right now. And uh, yeah, I kind of missed the main point from Andy that he feels I'm self-sabotaging my gaming uh, and then kind of restating this desire to get to this kind of state of play that is eluding me. And I kind of wonder if he's not entirely wrong. Um, Simply because I recognize that this repetitive behavior isn't uh, generally speaking always positive now what i see what i experience is actually partly expressed through what's actually going to be the next episode in the season um that's one of the reasons i've done this as a bonus is because episode two is called 13 gm rules and essentially lays out some of the core assumptions beliefs if you like underneath how i approach gming and asks you guys to essentially call in on that, dump in on that, and tell me uh, where I need to challenge some of those core beliefs. I think what Andy is touching on is something that relates to that, and I don't want to go in and spoil that episode. I'm just going to sort of say, uh, maybe you want to listen to that as it comes around on Saturday. What I do want to say, however, is that I do have this feeling that every time a game doesn't quite get there, that I have to restart because it's a broken, imperfect thing. And maybe this is a, an underlying belief that I have, that when a game doesn't work um, or doesn't seem to work, that I kind of end up wanting to throw it away. And I'm wondering if what actually Andy's asking is, why do you do that? Why do you throw things away? Why don't you just pick up and move forward again? I, but um, to be honest with you, I'm utterly inhibited in doing so. I don't know. I think that he might be right that I am in some sort of loop um, that is stopping me, inhibiting me. But at the same time, I really don't know. And I really don't know what to do about that particularly. I'm going to continue to think on it. I'm going to continue to um, you know, consider those thoughts. And once again, Andy, thanks so much for being a good enough friend and a brave enough person to call in and say those things because they needed to be heard I'm going to let it mull I guess at this point and I just wondered if anybody else out there had any thoughts on it please do feel free to call into the show you can do all that usually you know through all the anchor app thing or you can just record something on your phone and email it to me I think the email address is hello at rpgrescue.com I guess I'm inviting feedback because, well, partly that enriches the show, but partly because I genuinely want to get to an answer and um, I'm just interested in what people have to say. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pop this out um, and I'm going to see what happens. It is an interruption to the season. It is a completely unplanned and unscripted episode. It is really a response to something that just felt important to me and I wanted to put it out there. So patrons get it 
uh, and first for a day or so and I'm going to throw it out to the rest of the world and see what you have to say and on that I'm going to shut up my name is Che Webster this is Roleplay Rescue it's a bonus episode it's not representative of what I normally do but I hope that it's of use or interest to someone in the meantime the next episode is on Saturday guys game on <laughs>